1: 11. Cuz this is ep- this is episode 11.
0: Is it? Episode well eight... no cuz imprint is 13. Heckles tells 12. This is episode 11. Episode 11 everybody. Hi. Pick me up. Oh, hello. We're back. <laughs> oh, don't mind me. I was just here discussing what episode. <laughs> we were just musing <laughs> on the order of Masters of Horror. Season 1. Episode 11 as we have so Yay! confidently uh decided and concluded. Directed by Larry Cohen, written by David Scow. Two, two names that have a place in horror. Uh, yes. Larry Cohen, director of the It's Alive trilogy, which I'm a big fan of. Um, yep. My favorite tagline and movie poster of all time is the It's Alive poster with the little claw and the There's Only One Thing Wrong with the Davis Baby It's Alive. Uh, God Told Me To, The Stuff. Which is always a good yes, time. Stuff. Um, Cue the Wing Serpent. Cue the Wing Serpent. I almost forgot about that one. And writer David Scow. It's he did the short story and then adapted it for Larry Cohen. I think this is the only film Larry Cohen directed where he did not write his own script for it. Mm-hmm. He like apparently wanted to wanted to ad- adapt somebody else's. But then like ha- from the IMDb trivia I read, had David Scow on set at all times so that when Larry Cohen decided to change something, he could run it through the writer. Huh. Because uh, huh. it probably was very hard for him not to Since that's kind of how he wrote uh, David Scow wrote The Crow, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5 Texas Transat Massacre 3 uh, And a lot of different books and such So Do you define Larry Cohen as a master of horror?
1: Yes, Larry Cohen's one of my favorites yeah. Yes Larry Cohen, when I first started getting into like Offbeat film Like genre cinema Larry Cohen was one of the people I identified Very early on as I like, oh I like this Yep Oh, I like all this stuff. Um, Qiluing Serpent is so wild and wonderful. The stuff is great. Um, Bone is another one. Oh, I did not see Bone. Is Bone not? I f- swear I think, to God, no, I could be No, that sounds right. Wrong.
0: I think Bone is him.
1: Look, I look. Everyone, I might be wrong, but I
0: <laughs> I just love him. I mean, God told me to is really good. There's a lot of weird things going on it. Ah, Black Caesar. Hell up in Harlem. Bonuses. Yeah, 1972. I think that there's things... uh, One thing I really love about Larry Cohen is his sense of humor, right, which I think is... And is very much like a my kind of thing. Like, that's why I love Stuart Gordon so much. Like, Mm -hmm. there is that sense that this guy can't just make a full, straight, scary movie that he's just he has too much of kind of a comedy bone to let that go all the way through and i'm fine Mm -hmm. with that and god told me to is probably the one exception if memory serves because i feel like that and even it's alive are both pretty straight um i mean god told me to has aliens in it so it's wacky but it is told very seriously yeah deadly serious for sure whereas other stuff i mean the stuff is about killer ice cream it's amazing Mm -hmm. and oh i should i should take a moment actually um so, when we when we talked about cigarette burns, I apparently said something to the effect that my husband is a casual horror fan. Ooh. My husband listens to this podcast not always, oh, but sometimes, hi. yeah. And <laughs> he he took offense to that. And like was genuinely <gasps> like and I was trying to like fight it through with him. I'm like, "Well, it's not, like you you love and appreciate horror, but your definition of or definition of what you enjoy about horror is so different from mine and much more narrow you you don't have the same tolerance for this 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 for you know for too much comedy and horror for badly made horror mm-hmm. for like mm-hmm. all of these things and I so I will go on the record as saying like I don't know my husband's a horror fan I apologize so I I am officially legally signing my my revoking of my statement but a great example of that is We watched the stuff And he like chuckled at it Was like uh huh yeah okay Like he didn't you know It wasn't for him a movie He's ever gonna watch again
1: Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm.
0: And I think that just goes into Why like Larry Cohen Is like my kind of director Because he's so fucking weird
1: He really is I mean
0: it's Alive 3 And the fact that he's probably The only director alive Who was able to take Michael Moriarty's craziness Because the man is batshit insane um i mean like very like now he's apparently like way off his rocker as far as being like very trumpy and all that but he also from every account you've ever <laughs> read of him is an incredibly difficult man to work with cuz he's crazy and larry cohen my favorite anecdote about i can't remember if it was q or the stuff was in the commentary he's talking about working with him and he says so you know a lot of people have trouble with michael he's, he has a very particular Um, you know, he gets distracted easily. He does this. He does that. He's like, so what? I found whenever I really needed him to do something, I just had to sing it to him, and then he would listen. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) And how much does that make you just love everything about Larry Cohen?
1: Yeah, I Larry Cohen was a was a big a big loss. I yes, that one that one sucked. It did a lot. Yeah, because yeah, I this he just I don't know. Like I, I I appreciate. I believe that genre cinema is all about symbolism and allegory and 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 all that stuff I, what I appreciate is that I, I believe Larry Cohen thought that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what, what I appreciate is that he did it so oddly
0: yes yeah like, nobody else was doing what he was doing
1: no and I don't even know how his brain did yeah. The stuff like came up with the things that he did. So I appreciate that that yeah. that
0: um... um have you've watched a documentary? I can't remember I think it's called King Cohen. It was on shutter at one point. It's no, on some I actually streaming haven't. service. Oh you have to. I mean it's just okay. I and I I feel like it was made right before his death. Um but it is just a whole lot of people talking about him and it's him talking about a lot of his like crazy Mm -hmm. low budget money saving tricks. And it just really does give you an appreciation of how smart he was also because he, and he did, he wrote all of his own stuff with the exception of pick me up.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: he, he wrote what he could film. He was very clear. He was very smart about knowing what he could do, what he couldn't do. And there's, there's just a lot to appreciate, I think in that I feel like he's the kind of guy that if he wasn't a filmmaker, and if he had taken that and channeled it into journalism or into teaching, like whatever he would have done, he would have been the best at what he the did. The best at it, yeah. But yeah, he yeah. chose a very specific type of filmmaking where he was never the best at it, but he really oh. was something special.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 really great. So when I got the this this set, this was maybe the first one I watched. Mm-hmm because like obviously and it's fun like kind of how we talked about um with Stuart gordon similarly uh, somebody else too it's fun to see like a director bring in like like oh this is larry cohen's and oh look michael moriarty's in it like that's fun yeah yeah (laughs) like i was excited to see that and obviously Fruzabalk is also in this my hero
0: my who i wanted to be when i grew up
1: yeah so like if this one is like the pedigree on this for me like my personal Christine pedigree it's this is fucking this is top tier I which sound, might sound weird you would think that maybe somebody would be saying that about the John Carpenter one but this <laughs> this to me is top tier because it's got some somebody that I really like like Froza Balk and then a writer director who I really respect the ideas of and then with some, a, a frequent collaborator mm-hmm. like this is what these should have always like yes. all of them should have been Arguably the Lucky McKee the Sick Girl one is kind of like that too because you know they he and Angela are reunited yep. from May. So there... I liked that. That's nice. Yeah. You should be doing more of that. Everyone should have done that.
0: Did you like this episode on Rewatch?
1: Uh, so I liked it... <clears throat> so this is my third time for this one as well. Um, This is the least I've ever liked it.
0: Yeah. And I think I know exactly why. It's because when you watch this one piled up after all of these other ones that have naked women being tortured and you get to this one and it's, some of this is so good. Yeah. And then you still get naked woman being tortured. And the ending of this one, I wanted to throw something at my TV set.
1: It had the, like, like we just, just talked about for sick girl. It had elements of that, 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 that EC Comics almost Twilight Zony come up and twist, yep. which which I love. Same. I love that shit. There's like that subversion of like what our expectations mm-hmm. are. Like
0: it does it repeatedly. It subverts our oh, expectations. that's repeatedly. the whole nature of this episode. Is you think? Oh, you think this is your villain? Oh no, this is your villain. Oh, there. Oh, oh, there's still another one after that. That's really cool. And in oh.
1: like it, that that is ve- it is very cool, and I very much like it. But there is there is an expediency to which men are murdered and in, in mm-hmm. a very very drawn out way to which women are. Yep. And there's almost like this like subtle or not so subtle commentary about how you can't trust men. I mean, because Firuza, the Fruza character is obviously like a lady. Um Like how you can and she's like, I got out of this divorce and I'm giving too much exposition about something and I don't trust people and I have a knife. And then you're like, oh, well, she's right to not trust people. But then also, so is it like about toxic masculinity and not trusting men, which is great, but also then, but it was still still terrible. Do something with it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. like, Like, the thrust of your movie is like men suck and and they can't be trusted, but also let me show you all the
0: salacious things I'm gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then oh, don't end it with you know what men really do suck. Because here's two more dicks.
1: And and but like the, there was a so this one while not like like pedal to the metal mean there was a there was a meanness to it that I think had if it had been removed would have served the story better like if it was a little bit more earnest and a little bit more caring you would have cared more
0: yeah (laughs) this i i really did i I, i'm like there are two things i would have rewritten two things about this movie this whatever tv whatever you want to call it and i would have been so much happier and one is um so i guess we should say what it's about so you've got (laughs) a bus breaks down And a truck driver comes up to the bus, and it's Michael Moriarty, and he's like, hey, I'll take a couple of people to the next stop. And it turns out he's a murderer who kills hitchhikers. Meanwhile, a hitchhiker comes to the bus and is like, hey, would you have given me a ride? The guy's like, yeah, I guess so. Okay, then I kill you because I'm a hitchhiker who kills people that pick people up. And... Mixed in the middle of that is Faruza Balk who we find out is apparently fleeing an abusive husband. Is essentially what we're being told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she is now seen as sort of this. You have two cats fighting for this mouse, and that's what the story c- kind of continues from there. It's these two killers who are kind who know the other one's there, but both of them have their eye on this target. But they also have to get through each other, and. At one point, the cowboy hitchhiker gets picked up by a couple, and he's hitchhiking, and they pick him up, so therefore he's going to kill them. Fine. That's your rule. That's cool. And yet we see the body of the guy he killed, and then we have a prolonged sequence of the woman tied up naked to a bed being tortured. How much better could this have been if we see her body dead on the road and the naked guy being tortured in a hotel room?
1: I mean, I guess that might be too gay, and they who wants that in their movie? I don't but know.
0: Does the cowboy <laughs> like sexually do anything to her? We don't know.
1: No, but he went no, but there is there is the okay. This could just be me, so I don't want to talk on my ass too much here. But there is the there's hints to the fact that he is punishing her for her her sexuality yes, yes. because she was she was very flirty free in touch, with yeah. With with making moves on him. So she's chained to the vibrating bed. She's stripped naked and flayed, essentially. And when they finally pull away from the hotel room, she has like that this-has-been-sanitized thing over her mouth. And that was
0: like... hi everybody that was very judgy to me yes no you're right (laughs) this man is going around killing nice people who pick who offered to drive him somewhere and yet he is judging this this woman that was just gonna like give him a smoke
1: i don't know she was like she was being like like slutty like i don't fucking care do you girl they still picked him up and we're gonna drop him somewhere nice of them I don't know, like so, like kill him, great, but like then he's like punishing her for being promiscuous. Yeah. You know, I don't like that no. because and, that's yeah. just that's some fucking hacky shit to do. Yeah. And also, hello, Madonna whore complex. I don't need to see. I don't need to see that. So it's like this. I'm being subversive with the expectations, but oh wait, I'm doing but some here's old Here's my shit naked woman tied to her. a bed.
0: Yeah, and then like, the worst thing to me is you get. Um, so you get. Uh, Michael Moriarty and Cowboy Guy in a in a truck together with of ball can between them, and they're essentially fighting over who's going to kill her. And it, it's funny; it's a great scene. Yes. Yes. Um, and you're watching also trying to figure out how is she going to get out of this because and you're waiting the inti- and this also might have just been a, a victim of other episodes where you had a really resourceful woman because you're waiting for her to figure it out and to nail them both and to get out of this and win and. You almost get to that, right? The car crashes, she's okay, they're both really injured. They're all in an ambulance together, and here's the the spoiler wink of the end of the episode. It turns out the ambulance drivers are also murderers, who quickly kill the two killers. And then what do you know? We pan over to her, tied up, and the last line of this episode is, oh, she's going to be our dessert, wink, wink.
1: Fuck you! Again, the quick dispatch of male victims, but we have to prolong the death right. of females. This very implied so... rape
0: of this woman, who to our knowledge, has probably already been abused.
1: It's so fucking wild yeah. that that's just, like, the expectation in these things. Like, well, no one wants to see a man be tortured because how's that fun? Mm-hmm. Pardon? How? <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't get why do... why? Why? Because yeah. then it's just gross. So... I like, I like, I like the end. I really do like the end. I like the end until they reveal that Farouza is yeah. still there. It's a bit ham-handed and it's a
0: little stupid to be like everybody's a killer. But that's the sh- that's what we've entered into here. Well, and I was waiting, like I watched through the credits because I'm like, surely we are going to get the reason they put this so near the end, away from incident on and off a of mountain road, is because we're going to have a reveal at the very end that she killed her husband, right? That no. she's she's actually running away. That at one point there's like it seems like she's afraid of cops. You're like, oh, because she fucked up her husband, and that. So she's really a badass, and she's gonna get these guys too. And no, so, we we'll stand with her tied up.
1: So you could have cut. Oof, you could have cut some stuff out of the middle. Had a reveal. Because you have that info dump at the beginning about where she's from and what she's doing or whatever, which seemed a little out of nowhere.
0: I was just happy that that it was two women talking to each other, which we don't get much of in Masters of Horror.
1: No, and it was like, okay, so this is going to come back into play. It kind of doesn't, it does in the sense that we're like, oh, she's resourceful. But in the end, that doesn't matter either. But like, if you had done the reveal of like, I somehow, some one of them found out that she killed her husband and she was on the run. Then you could have the stupid ambulance drivers be like dextery and be like, "Well, we only kill killers." And then Moriarty could have been like, "Oh, well, she killed her husband," and like, yeah. Then at least it would have been like, "Okay, well." But I guess it's I guess it's because a big part of it is that that the, the two may our two main killers are picker upper and are picked up, are have like this code of ethics, but like they they don't no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's like fucking bothersome. I, I why you agree. Put that in there. Because I un- like it's very, you know, it, when you first meet Cowboy, I was going to keep calling him Cowboy guy and California. which is very Buffy season 4. Um I'm Cowboy guy. When <laughs> he's like meets the bus driver and he's like, "So you would have picked me up." He's like, "Yeah, sure, why not." He's like, "Okay, well then I can kill you." And he strangles him with the snake, which is kind of cool. And but then like there's other people there. He's like, "Well, I have to kill you." But you're like, "But that's not really Like I guess because they would have been in the car, which technically follows under that. But then, how does Faruza Balk factor into that? Because she's not driving her car.
1: Exactly. She doesn't. So then, all the some of these choices start to come off is like I said, mean because yeah. they don't follow the rules of the universe. Right. But then you say like, well, there are no universe, no universal rules because these are just lunatics. So then you just end on a mean note. Yeah. Like there's no reason that she couldn't have like hid in the truck or run into the woods and seen them take them or they could have just left i don't i don't know she she could have played dead and it could have been like oh that's so weird why wouldn't the ambulance take somebody that was clearly dead right
0: and then that the ambulance drives cool. away. I just wrote
1: you seven, seven different versions of this that are better. Sorry. Yeah, that no, I agree.
0: You see, like, <laughs> you could have had that same scene. The ambulance guys, you know, kill the two dudes. And then we cut to her walking now with a snake uh, noose and a knife and a gun and everything else that she's collected now, walking down the street hitchhiking. Like, it It, it just, <sighs> I, I don't, I... They 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 perpetrate like she's a character with agency and then
1: they're like she never was yes
0: which is really really fucking frustrating
1: there are shades of that an incident on and off a mountain road Mm -hmm. but this just full-on does it yes which because is they
0: very I mean her intro scene is her saying pulling a knife on a dude that's that and I love that scene. This dude is kind of like trying to flirt with her and she just takes a knife out. She's like I don't want to hear it. I've I've dealt I'm tired of healing with men. Um I don't I'm not going to sit here and listen to your bullshit try to romance me. You're a fucking greaseball. I'm getting away. Goodbye. And yep. then another woman comes up to her and she's like, hey, everything okay? Yeah, I I just got out of a really bad relationship. I don't want to deal with this. I don't, I'm not going to trust men. I'm going my own way. Great way to introduce a character. Yes, it's more than you need, but you've established everything about this woman. This woman has been abused by men, doesn't want to be anymore, has agency and is not going to be. And then we watch her kind of keep getting like almost put in these situations and being smart enough where she's getting around them. And then we just see her at the end by two dudes we don't even know. Where the it ends on a rape note, like it ends yeah. on a really gross note of she's our dessert. Come on, you're better than that, Larry Cohen.
1: It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It it, it undercuts a lot of like like the good stuff that was yeah. here.
0: Because there is good. I mean, Michael Moriarty is fun and weird. All of his all of his stuff I could watch forever yeah like, it's just weird his flirtations with the blonde and yeah you know, they're so loaded with stuff but they're also really funny um all of that's great uh like, there's good stuff here that this movie does what dear woman tried to do it works in a reference to the to the director's other films I in a way I that did makes like sense that a lot yeah. yeah there is an it's a live reference where Michael already kind of just somehow starts talking about like crazy weird babies. And that's just about it. It's very unnecessary, but it makes sense. And it's not like it's organic to the conversation they're having. So if you know that Larry Cohen directed it's alive, you wink and say, oh, okay, cute. And it makes sense because it's in the context of the conversation. It's not, Hey, it's 21 years later and we're on a different continent, but we're going to make a reference to American werewolf in London. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and if you don't catch it, it
0: doesn't seem out of place. Nope, or nope. You're just like, okay. You just think Michael Murray already in- improv a weird line and Larry Cohen let him do it. It's... Yeah,
1: because it was in reference to something, like, in the... In
0: the conversation.
1: Yeah, like, it definitely, I was like, oh, instead of, like, ugh, <laughs> like, I wasn't dear woman, I was like, oh, it's a lie. Exactly. <laughs> I, think I, I think I actually said that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot they did it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There, there is a way to do it. My, yeah. I don't know if everybody can hear, Angelique had a lot of opinions about these episodes. I don't know if you've been I able to know. hear. If you've heard a cat meowing, that's Angelique. She has a lot to say, but I don't speak cat, so I don't. Why know do you there. put her through this? I mean, she doesn't. There's other rooms in this apartment. She doesn't have to be sitting here when I watch them. It's true. That's true. She does to herself. She has a choice. She can go in the bedroom and watch wrestling with Brannon anytime she wants. <laughs> so funny. Oh, boy. So do you have stuff to say about this? Not much. I mean, I think a good question is, do do you recommend this episode? Yeah, I do. I do, too. I enjoyed it. I was just so mad at it because I should have enjoyed it so much more.
1: (laughs) That's that thing we get into when you have high hopes or there's something with so much potential and then it does something so egregious. It it makes me mad
0: because I'm like, why did you do this thing that I liked up until that moment? Well, because it's so, I think, specific, too. It's the, like, I, I think because we know Larry Cohen is a very smart guy and and you wonder too, like, would he have made this? Would the episode have gone the same way if he made it ten years later? I don't know. Who can know? Um, Who can know? Right. This was oh This was the last thing he directed. Hmm. See, like,
1: there's stuff here. Like, it's it's interesting that that that's the first thing, he, the the last thing he ever directed. It's interesting that's the first thing that he didn't write that he directed. Like. It's interesting that that Michael Moriarty's in it, like there's mm-hmm. things in it that you're like, this is interesting, it's weird and like does weird shit, but
0: yeah, it just it <laughs> does this such a pointedly obnoxious thing, and again, it's two thousand six saw was the horror trend of the time mm-hmm. mean horror, grisly horror. Body parts everywhere All of these things Were what people Wanted from horror At this time And a lot of This episode I think manages To balance Larry Cohen's Weird comedic Bone With that Right Mm -hmm. Which I respect And I think This is kind of Very much a 2006 Larry Cohen Film Like it does feel Like it has his Weirdness But yet it's Trying to be made For an audience At that time Of what people Thought horror fans wanted it's just so bl- and again it's because we watched a bunch of these together it's because it's 2020 and i think we've spent the last couple of years really hammering on cinema to not just abuse women yeah that you watch it and it's just it's such a glaring thing that is hard to look past because i think it just just sour so much of a good episode
1: mm-hmm. i agree yeah i agree um yeah, but it's uh, it's definitely not my least favorite.
0: No, God, no, no. This this probably still for me is in the upper tier. Um, I think at the end of this, we'll have to do for each season as we get to it. We'll have to do a quick ranking because I'm very curious of of where things go. But this is definitely in the top five, if if not, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I, I I think I agree. I, I definitely. I think when I when I when I have issues and I start to try to rewrite your thing. And that's my, that's my way of complimenting you. <laughs> because I'm like, it's so close to being something amazing. Yeah, there's ways to fix
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. So, you know, I, again, I think we're recommending it, but with the notice that there's things that you're not going to like and that you shouldn't like. And there are things I think you should question. And I would hope most people that watch this leave and go, yeah, I really didn't like that ending. I hope.
1: Yeah. I I hope that, too. Yeah. Um. But again, I mean, hope maybe we've come, we've grown in the last fourteen years, <laughs> and and things aren't always like this anymore. Yes, she says, knowing that that's not
0: true. <laughs> well, uh, ne so this is episode eleven. The next one is technically the official finale, which was Heckle's Tale. <gasps> and then you have the never aired on Showtime imprint.
1: Yeah. So and then and then we have completed season one. Uh, Season one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So should I show up to imprint with my, with my ranking all I think 13 it, of them?
0: Yeah. 12, I, 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 I think at the ending of, of imprint, we'll have to issue our, our ranking. Yeah. that seems. Oh fair. boy. I can't wait. I know. I know. And I wonder how much my opinions will change in the next, uh, the next two episodes and, and considering everything back and forth. So I don't think mine are going to, because I don't, I don't think these are going to break into the top. I don't. I know nothing about Heckle's Tale. I remember watching it and falling I. asleep. An imprint yeah. I watched once, and I think that's one that is going to age weirdly because I think you're going to see a lot,
1: but it's also made
0: by a very good filmmaker. So we'll see. We'll
1: see. I, I'm. I've never seen it, and I don't really know anything about it. So okay. I look forward to it.
0: It's a, it's a lighthearted romp. I, I would describe it as. I think. If, if, oh,
1: okay. If... I thought you were being sarcastic for a second.
0: No, oh, no, absolutely. It, it is. Um, you know, it's it's definitely one of the lighter episodes, I'd Oh, say. all right. Yeah. Like, if you're going to show one to your grandmother, I think Imprint is the one to do. All right. Yeah.
1: Well, let's do it. Let's, yes. show, let's show
0: it. <laughs> all right. All right. On that note, people, be safe. Wear your masks. Uh, all of those things. Yeah. Goodbye. ride by the edge of the road With a brown paper bag that holds my clothes Tonight I'm a going home where I belong Good Lord willing and the creek don't rise If my luck holds out and I catch a ride When the sun goes down tomorrow I should be home I'm a going back to the people I love Back to the place that I dream of It's true that there's no place girl with a friendly face when you smile people look at you funny they take it wrong they laugh at my talking and the clothes i wear they put me down and they call me square when the sun goes down tomorrow i should be home i'm going back